Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos and Blackhawk giving away large model RC-104 Starfighter. If you don't want it, no problem. They're going to give you $28,000 in cash instead. I mean, seriously, who does promotions like this? This is a remote control jet. You got to see it to believe it. Grand prize drawings, March 26th and 27th. You can get finals entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings. You could also redeem players points. And they have so much going on besides just great promotions. I think their slots are as loose as it gets. And I've gambled all over Central City and Blackhawk. I love their food specials, 99-cent menu, and the food's really good. And they have a sports book, so I can watch and bet on my favorite games. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Mace, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? And here we go into NFL free agency. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, Broncos' number one need, a pass rusher. They got one. I don't want to say they necessarily stole one, but Randy Gregory had basically agreed to go back to Dallas, and then hours later he said, nah, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go to the Broncos instead. It is a five-year, $70 million deal. However, it is essentially a two-year deal with $28 million in guarantees. Gregory, from everything I've been told by others, well-liked by teammates, he practices hard, he was on the leadership council, he accepts coaching, smart guy, family guy, wife and daughter, plays with a high motor, all that's great. Except for one little thing that could be a problem moving to Colorado. He has been suspended multiple times for marijuana use, In 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, I believe two times they were full seasons. With that, though, Mm -hmm. the NFL has relaxed its weed rules policy considerably with the CBA prior to the 2020 season. This past year, he did have an injury, played 12 games, six sacks. What do you think overall? Well... Certainly, the relaxing of the test of the thresholds helps. Like, for example, they're not tested for they're not tested for TA, for THC until the start of the preseason, and even then, the threshold for a positive test went up. Now, that being said, something you're always going to monitor with him. But he has been able to play the last two years. Last year played very well. You are assuming a little bit of a risk here, but at the same time, this is somebody who in terms of generating hits on the quarterback last year on a per-pass-rush-snap basis, was among the top 10 edge rushers in football. Okay. And that's and so you're getting that for the 19th highest-value contract on average per year basis in terms of the deal that he got. What do we say all the time? What's more important, ability or availability? Availability. And how available has he been considering he has missed more games than he has played? 
And that's the thing. You're, you're assuming some risk here. You're assuming a lot of risk yes. here. Now, granted, when you look at two years, $28 million guaranteed, it is lower than a couple of other guys who signed, right? Son Reddick, he's making a little bit more, not a ton more. A million more per year. Okay. And then Emmanuel Ogba from Freestyle Miami. He's, he's making a little bit more. Right. Chandler yeah. Jones, by the way, uh, make no mistake about it. I don't care what you hear. Chandler Jones was the Broncos' number one target. No doubt. And I know it is be- the narrative is being pushed out there that Gregory was the number one target. No, he wasn't. And I know who is pushing the narrative. And I'm not going to mention the person's name, but let's say it's a pretty influential guy and he's not a media guy. He is a guy who is not a media guy pushing it through another media guy. And that's why it's getting out there. Chandler Jones was the number one target, but Chandler Jones is going is probably going to be going to Buffalo for a number of reasons. Number one, he's from Rochester, New York. That's Western New York. I lived in Buffalo. There's a lot of pride in being from Western New York. People from Western New York look at New York City as a faraway wasteland, just like everybody from New York looks at the rest of the United States that is west of New York City as a wasteland. So he wants to come home and bring the Bills the one thing they've never had. He also is going to be playing in a 4-3 defense. Remember what he said? He wants to go to a place that fits his scheme, the Bills' Fit that. Not to mention he would be far more money. He's probably going to make in the neighborhood of about eighteen to nineteen million dollars a year. So I guess money is kind of important. It'll go a little bit farther in western New York than it will in Colorado, though. Right. So with that, I believe Chandler Jones was the number one guy. You believe the same thing, right? Captain. With that, it's a huge risk. And and I'll put the risk into an analogy because you know how I love my analogies. <laughs> yes. Cap. He has a weed problem, or at least he did for X number of years. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he has been clean for the last year and a half, and I say good on him. There are some positives and some negatives coming here. Here are the positives. His agent, Peter Schaefer, is here. And hopefully, because I'm sure they have a very good relationship, Peter will be able to drive to his house and say, if you're thinking about it, don't. Right? So he has a support system here. He had a great support system with Jerry Jones as well. Make no mistake about it. But here's my analogy. If you were a recovering alcoholic and you needed to rent an apartment, would you do it above a liquor store? Because that's exactly what he's doing. Down in Texas, you can't do recreational marijuana. It's for medicinal purposes. Here, pot shops are like Starbucks. They're all over the place. So talk about temptation. But then again, I think the only thing that truly makes sense to me about this deal is, and let's face it, George Payton's taking a big risk here. I know the money isn't huge, but at the end of the day, it's not like he's bringing in a guy who has an injury history. He's bringing in a guy who has a judgment history of making bad decisions. I'm a firm believer in this, Mace. When a general manager makes a deal, if it makes sense at the time, don't criticize that GM later. And I'm going to use baseball as my example. When Jeff Breidich, who is everybody's pinata, and rightfully so, brought in Brian Shaw, and you know baseball as well as anyone, Brian Shaw was fantastic for the Cleveland Indians. Most people thought it was a brilliant move bringing him in as an eighth-inning setup guy, right? They had they, they brought in seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys. 
Wade Davis, yeah. Brian Shaw, and a guy's name, uh, D, or I can't remember his name. Those were all really good signings. They just didn't work out. That's not Jeff Breidish's fault. He made a very good deal at the time. The thing for George Payton is this. He knows he's bringing in a guy who's had lapses in judgment that have cost him seasons. Not season, seasons. He also, he has an addiction. That's a disease. That's true, I don't think it's a judgment as much as it's a disease that he's dealing with. And he'll always have to deal with it And coming when when you have an addiction. And I understand that recreational marijuana is legal in a lot of states, right? I mean, if he went to go play for the Rams or the Chargers, the 49ers, yeah, he'd face, he'd face the same temptation. I certainly understand that. But you know who you are bringing in. And I'm not saying he hasn't kicked his habit. And I hope he is doing better. But at the end of the day, you don't take a fat kid into a bakery when they're on a diet. And that's what's going on here. Here, what was one of the biggest criticisms we made of John Elway when he brought in our favorite right tackle of all time? Every other year he was injured, Juwan James. And everybody in Miami knew it. And from the people I talked to, they knew it. But yet they brought him in and he was who we thought he was. When you know somebody has major red flags and you bring them in, if he turns out to be a steal because his numbers are great, I think that is fantastic. But if he relapses and starts doing marijuana again, I don't have a problem with that. Shoot, the state doesn't have a problem with it. But the NFL does have a slight problem with it. If he gets in trouble again, shame on George Payton. And that's a big X on his resume. Now, if it works out, if it works out, then Payton's a genius. That's why this is a high risk, high reward. You know what, though? I mean, you talked about how you, you bring him to Colorado, and of course, marijuana is legal here. He got he his addiction. If he wanted to find level. it, he can find That's it. That's the I thing. He could, you know, in Texas, but not he, driving down he the streets. He played at the University of Nebraska. I mean, it, where if you when you cross the border from Colorado to Nebraska, if you've got even a you know a tenth of an ounce, they want to they want to get you. But you gotta but make I, you but, gotta make an effort to buy drugs. If you want to uh, go to Good Times or Wendy's and you're driving down Broadway, there's a pot shop across the street. And he look, and I think. By the way, those two go hand in hand. And the thing is, even in those places where it was illegal, he was able to find that when he when he was in the throes of his addiction. This is a disease that he is dealing with all the time. And it's a disease he'd be dealing with no matter what state he would be playing in at that time. But you have to do more work to get it. You got to find a guy. You got to make a phone call. You got to throw out a text when you're driving down the street. Again, and this is if you are you, watching yeah. what you eat and you're driving down a street that has bakeries on every corner, I'm sorry, it's tough not to walk in and grab a donut. Right? It's sitting right in front of you. It's like when you watch TV and you're hungry and you see a commercial for a pizza and you're like, man, that looks good. I'll just dial it up and have something delivered. It's the same. You, you don't call up a drug dealer because you saw a commercial on television. Right? I get what you're saying, but I think we he is he has been clean for two years now. I think that's he has a I hope he remains system, clean. And he'll have a support system within the Bronco organization right. too. 
and a support system within organization that has learned how to deal with this with its players because marijuana has been legal in Colorado for some time. He's actually going to an organization that's probably better prepared to support him in this environment than any other in the sport. Well, I think it was pretty good in Dallas, too, with Jerry Jones. But let me ask you, I'm asking you a question that you probably know the answer to. Why did the deal fall through in Dallas? According to reports, it's because the Cowboys had certain riders on Uh the contract. But those Uh are riders they put in for everybody. The, uh, oh. the Cowboys contract. What were the riders? The, the if you ca- get busted for smoking marijuana, I don't, you get I don't know the specifics of them. Stuff like that. But the Cowboys have different contract language than a lot of teams do. Basically, from what I read, from what was reported, there was stuff in there. If something happened to him again, having to do with marijuana, there would be some relief for the Cowboys. So if you're totally clean and you don't have a problem, what's the problem with the riders? What does it matter if you want to stay in Dallas? What does it matter? Right? Maybe he wanted to go somewhere else anyway. Well, he wouldn't have agreed. No, from what I understand, there was a deal on the table, and the Cowboys apparently changed it to put in these writers or put in different types of language. There was different type of language than what he originally signed up for. He's like, I'm not signing up for this. So if his addiction's kicked, and I hope it is. I hope, hope, hope it is, because I hope that anybody who has an addiction can... Can kick it. Well, as we if know, anybody knows addiction, it's me. Well, as, I smoke. As anyone, as we, as anyone knows, though, uh, addiction, it's no, it's never something you've got a hundred percent licked, right? It's something that you all that you have to deal with on a day to day basis. I understand. And that. there, and there are relapses, and uh, maybe you can't blame himself for wanting to make sure that his family was secure, just in case what you hope is unthinkable uh, happens to him over the next couple of years. Now, the other thing, from the Bronco perspective. You're getting somebody who is a he's a very talented edge rusher. Stand up guy. All that stuff is great. And he yeah, he's a stand up in the lock he's a stand up in guy yep. in the locker room. He'll be that stand up on the edge. He's got a terrific bend. I mean, really it's a bend that isn't quite Von Miller level, but it's close. And that's a rare that's a rare skill, a rare attribute for any edge rusher to have. And if he does stay clean, mm-hmm. then you have then it would not at all shock me if he plays out the five years of this contract right. and then would be a value right. in years three, four, and five that the Broncos would happily pick up. They're basically, it is a $28 million in terms of the guarantee. Right. It is a $28 million roll of the dice here. You know what? But that's actually pretty reasonable in NFL calculus. And you know why they did it? I hate to say it. It might be too strong of a term because they were desperate. They were not going to get Chandler Jones. They were not going to get Hassan Reddick, who wanted to go back home too. Okay, And then there was a big drop-off. So they had to roll the dice on Gregory, and that is fine. All I'm saying is we can rattle off stats and how talented it is and what kind of bend he has. But at the end of the day, if you do something once, okay. Twice, mm, three times, whoa. Five years in a row this happened. And just because you're clean one year doesn't mean you're always clean. And I hope he stays clean. But as you and I talked about at the top of the segment, I don't care what kind of ability he has. Sitting on his couch waiting to play if he gets suspended again. And I hope he doesn't. Coming up after the break, we may have seen the Russell Wilson effect today as the Broncos made a big free agent pickup. That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303 790 8089. That's 303 790 8089. Okay, more free agent news. The Broncos have agreed to terms with 49ers defensive end DJ Jones. Three-year deal, $30 million. Jones is considered arguably the best run stuffer on the market, probably outside of Aaron Donald. The Broncos agreed to these terms with him today. And per NFL Network's Peter Schrager, who's probably pretty tapped in, said that Jones had more money to play elsewhere. And Schrager's words, not my words, that is the Russell Wilson effect. How significant is this signing? He's huge. Huge for Literally defending. Literally and Yes, huge for defending the run because they're going to want to run more sub packages exactly. on the back end. So you need somebody who's not only a space eater, but he can actually get penetration against the run. Like one thing the Broncos were very bad at last year was generating tackles for loss in the run game. They were 26th in the league in percentage of runs against them that resulted in a loss of yardage when right. taking out kneel downs. And here you have somebody who, in DJ Jones, who, in terms of his run stop percentage, as calculated by Pro Football Focus, literally the best de- defensive interior lineman in the league at that last year. Now, let's couple this with a guy I like very much as a player and <clears throat> I like very much as a person. But as I joked with Danny before you walked in, let's talk about the guy you have a man crush on, Josie Jewell, two-year, $11 million deal to what you just said with all those sub packages. Mm -hmm. You have a guy on the defensive line who's great at stopping the run, and I don't want to call Josie Jewell a one-trick pony because I know he plays special teams. He's very good there, too, Mm -hmm. but that is his specialty. Yeah. Well, and think about what you can what you can do schematically now. Like, let's say let's say you decide that nickel is your base, effectively, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to go two down linemen, be Draymond Jones and then DJ Jones. And if Joe, if DJ Jones is occupying a couple of blockers on the interior while he's trying to make his push in the backfield, what that does is it cleans up the horizon for Baron Browning and Josie Jewell. And if you if if Jewell has a clean horizon in the box, he's going to he is going to have a prodigious tackle total. Right. Because the thing he does really well, we all know he doesn't have the time speed, right? But he re- he diagnoses the the play and he and he anticipates better than most linebackers in the league. Right. And that makes up for the lack of time speed and quickness that he possesses. You could even see that like last year early before he got hurt with that pectoral muscle. The gate roughly the game and a half the Broncos had you could say he was the best defender on the field for the Broncos, and he seemed to know exactly what was coming time and again. By the way, shame on you for picking the low-hanging fruit on Twitter that the Broncos are keeping up with the Joneses. 
But with that, allow me to add to your offer. Sadly, sadly that got more engagement than anything I've tw- any of the any of the data that I've put out there about these pickups and something like that got more engagement on Twitter than anything else. I like that it, one, Mace. Okay, well, you. allow Thank me you, to add to it for you. Okay, yeah. so the Broncos are keeping up with the Joneses by adding DJ Jones, right? With and, Draymond Jones. With Draymond Jones. They screwed over Jerry Jones for a guy who has a problem jonesing for a joint. Oh, man. You know, they could I have, just made that they, up. They could have had, I'm feeling good about hey, myself. Well, and you said that Chandler Jones was their number one pick. That better be a clip on Twitter because I thought that was beyond poetic. Yeah. If I could turn that into haiku, I'd sell it. I don't and know right now you're much, thinking about it. I don't know if you'd have much luck selling it. I'm sure, I'm sure DNVR will find a way to turn that into a fan apparel package on the website. Oh, man. You're, you're really feeling pretty good about yourself, aren't you? Actually, I am. Uh, look, I, I, you've got that, that I do. smug look on I was pretty face. good. I, I, got, oh, uh, hey. I, got the, I got the word Jones in there four times. Yeah. That's pretty. That, that takes some talent. In order to do I that. I can't keep up with all the Joneses you're throwing at me. I can't either. With that, how much better do you believe DJ is as an option over Shelby, who we both like very much? Shelby's better in pass rush. DJ's better in against the run. Right. I think it's basically on balance in the end. They're pretty close. And their salaries are pretty close. I think maybe a slight edge to DJ Jones because he will occupy multiple offensive linemen more often than Shelby Harris would. But it's ba- it's basically what what are two fr- apples and oranges is a bad thing. What are I I think it's basically this is like oranges and grapefruits. They're both citrus. Okay. They're pretty close to each other. All right. Not apples and oranges. So what? So what? So you're saying that they're apples and grapefruits? No, I'm saying they're grapefruit, grapefruits and oranges. They're both. They both. They both have the same kind of nutrition. They just taste a little bit different. Which one stings more when it gets sprayed in your eye accidentally? Mm. Which one is better with vodka? Oh man, I actually had a great a cocktail with some grapefruit indie that was really good. I thought you were about to say this morning. Yeah. Coming up after the break. <laughs> Big story potentially brewing out of Las Vegas and all over the country where maybe there was some inside information going on about Tom Brady coming back. I had a long, in-depth conversation with somebody on the inside of sports books, and when you hear what this person told me about what's going on or what he believes is going on, this is as nefarious as it is gets when it comes to sports gambling. That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Well, this is a story that I think the NFL would like to go away just as quickly as Dan Snyder's allegations. Because I don't think they're going to look into this at all because this might uncover a black eye or open a Pandora's box. Westgate Superbook Vice President Jay Cornegay believes that a significant bet, bets I should say plural, were placed on the Buccaneers last week, which he believes arose from inside information that Tom Brady would be unretiring and returning to the Buccaneers. Cornegay wants the NFL to look into it. A better place, a large bet on Thursday for the Buccaneers to win the NFC at 30 to 1 odds and the Super Bowl at 60 to 1 odds. After the Tampa Bay odds to win the Super Bowl dropped to 25 to 1, the same better bet on the Bucs again. This is what Cornegay had to say. There is no doubt in my mind that they knew. He was coming back when they placed those wagers on Thursday, and these were not casual bettors. They would be categorized as educated bettors or pros. It wasn't a guy with a Tom Brady jersey at the counter, which he means a casual better. It was a player that we would describe as sharp with that type of play. And the announcement we heard on Sunday that he was unretiring, there was information that was shared prior to his official announcement. He goes on to say, no doubt in my mind that information leaked sometime in the middle of last week. This is concerning. I don't think I've ever said the NFL really needs to investigate something, but this is something they need to look into and how it got out. You think they could find out anything about this in their investigation? though? Okay. I had a conversation today with a longtime veteran of the casino and sports book business. Okay. And this is what the person told me. Mm-hmm. Number one, there were bets placed all over the country on specifically Thursday, March 10th. If you go back to, and if you remember the Arizona state point shaving scandal, yeah, this has some similarities. So this was at six, they were at 60 to one. People are placing the bets last Thursday, right? So this is what was told to me because this person has intimate knowledge of what, what, what Jay Cornegay is talking about. You would have a guy go to the counter, not a guy in a Tom Brady jersey. He would bet the Buccaneers to win the NFC at 30 to 1, and then the Super Bowl at 60 to 1. And then right in front of him, as he is standing at the window, this better is standing at the window, the odds would drop right in front of him. And then he would continue to bet four to five figure bets. And this was going on all over the country. With that, this is not the first time this has happened. 
according to this source. This happened two years ago, almost the exact same scenario when somebody caught wind that Tom Brady might join the Buccaneers. And betters all over the country started putting money on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. So this is the second time this has happened. They were betting on the Buck two years ago, betting on the Bucks just before he signed. Yes. Yeah. So before there were before we knew before anybody knew about it. Just like before yeah. we knew that Brady was going to unretire. So oh. I said to this person on the phone to answer your question. Is there any way to find out if there's any link between the betters from two years ago and the betters on March 10th? Mm -hmm. And what he said to me was, our systems are not sophisticated enough to be able to go back two years to see who bet what two years ago mm -hmm. and then try and link it up with what happened on March 10th. Which is interesting because they were able to figure out Calvin Ridley was betting on the Falcons. Well, that's because the schmuck did it on his phone. Yeah. This was going on all over the country okay. on March. 10th. Now here's the question. Two I, years ago, same thing. Here's the question I have for you. And I'm, I am not, I'm admittedly not educated on this gambling stuff. All right? And I'm not overly educated right. either, but I want to ask you all the right people to talk to. All right. You said that there were large bets placed last Thursday, four to five figure bets on the $20,000 at 60 to one. Like twenty thousand dollars, yeah. and then you said after the odds dropped to twenty five to one, the the same people bet on the Buccaneers again. But they kept going for it. Yep, because when a big bet comes in, the odds are the odds are going to get worse. Right, and but they they placed a bet with they placed bets with worse odds than they already did. Why they, why would you place more bets at twenty five to one when you already placed bets at sixty to one? Because your bet at sixty to one dropped it to thirty to one. So they just rode the wave. You just keep doing it until it reaches a point that where, where it's say, not worth it anymore. I mean, where the payout's the biggest. This is this is like, you know, waiting. This is like in trading places, waiting for the right time. Right, and concentrated wait, waiting for shoes. the right time. You know, where the wait, hell is they, Beaks? They wait and then they're like, okay, buy them back, right. buy them back. Right. You're, so, so you're waiting. So like you, you keep doing it, and then if it's say ten to one, you say, okay, that's I'm stopping. Well, think here. about this: yeah. if you if you know that Tom Brady's coming back and you bet them to win the Super Bowl at sixty to one, you're, you're saying like twenty five to one is still a good deal, right? That's yeah, well, yeah, twenty five yeah. one to one odds is very yeah. good with Tom Brady playing. Now, if they're sitting at five to one, you probably don't make that mm -hmm. type of bet. But but the payout is still substantial enough. Knowing that Tom Brady is going to come back now, at the end of the day, doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. But that is inside information. Mm -hmm. This is this is what I will suggest. I'm not going to suggest it, but I'll I'll just put it out there into the ether. I am wondering. I'm not accusing. I am wondering if Tom Brady is the only guy that knows what's going on. I'm wondering if he's tipping off his friends and saying, "Hey, I want to let you know I'm going to be making an announcement soon." trying to get his friends a little extra scratch, potentially. So my question is, first of all, Jay Cornegay would like the NFL to investigate this. I don't think they want to go near this. Even though they're hand-in-hand -hand with the gambling company. And from what point. was said to me by the person who I talked to, who has been with sports books for the majority of his life, he said to me the NFL has always been very, very, very good about working with the casinos. Well, that's why injury reports exist. That's right. So he said, the, the NFL's always been very good with us about this. But think about this for a second. What if the NFL investigates 
And this is linked to Tom Brady. Where else would it come from? Only Tom Brady knows if he's coming back. Or somebody like in his agent's office or something like that. Right. It, it's either it would either come from Brady or someone within that very close sphere. This and so you're trying you're trying to find out what because I don't think the leak was Tom Brady would in this case if there were a leak I don't think the leak would have been Tom Brady himself I think it would have been somebody in might his have been. orbit. Well, I'm sure it's a very small circle. I can't imagine his kids are going to school and talking about it with the teachers, and then suddenly you have an eighth grade teacher from I don't know uh, from you know bunker hill academy go, going to a sports book in jersey or perhaps more nefarious it may not his orbit might include a few people in the butt with the buccaneers i don't know and that and and then you bring a team into that i'm again i'm just kind of spec just kind of speculating here because like i said i highly doubt that it would be tom telling his some of his i don't know buddies hey uh, you, you might want to get I, i'm a, not get in uh, on this let action. me tell you something uh do you fully trust tom brady does this sound like something Peyton Manning would do? Hell no. Doesn't even sound like something Tom Brady would do. Tom Tom Brady uh, was aware of Bill Belichick's video crew taping practices, wasn't he? But that's a little bit different than the than the gambling stuff. That's within that, that's okay. kind of, that's within football. I'm gonna change your mind okay. right now. Yeah, okay? you're gonna change and, my mind. And I am really putting myself out there mm-hmm. because I know when you are dug in. You don't like to move, right? All right. So I'm going to take a crack at Try you. me. Try me. You have told me numerous times you don't like Tom Brady because in some of his supplements, he claims in those supplements to help prevent COVID. Now, for the person who does... Well, no, is it, it the whole thing. It wasn't just the COVID. It was the... Um, Please make my point for me. Go it, ahead. It was the drinking water to prevent sunburns was, oh, was where this all so, began. So if you have a quack going out there yeah. saying that drinking water prevents sunburns, yeah. are you saying it's totally out of the realm of possibility that somebody would tell some of his buddies that he might be coming back so they can make a few bucks? Are you suggesting there's... If that's a... To me, that's a character flaw, claiming something that you know just isn't true. So for that reason, if you're willing to do that to make a buck, why wouldn't you be willing to do this by telling some of your friends so they can make a buck? Is that total? When you said there's no way Tom Brady would do this, knowing that water apparently cures sunburn and some of my supplements, you won't. if you take them, you won't get COVID. Are you saying that's a real stretch? A fair point. Okay, mm-hmm. I knocked Mason off of his I still, moral block. I still doubt that it came directly that anything like this would have come directly from him. But you make a fair point. Thank you very much. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. I think that uh, that was a great point, Eric. Tom Brady. Wow. Uh, Tom Brady probably should be investigated by the NFL for this and He'll, many he, of his past transgressions, but he won't. You know what? If he's yeah. investigated, there's a link. What should happen to him? Uh, one year suspension. No. Oh, if it, if it, that's it, what Calvin oh, on, got, this, I would give him one year no. suspension. If what you're suggesting actually uh-huh. did happen, uh-huh. he'd never play again. This is banned for life. This isn't this isn't uh, a wide receiver making a fifteen hundred dollar bet, which you know is going to cost you a year. Influ- this is insider trading, and you go to prison like Martha Stewart. I don't care how well she cooks. I bet she's a fan. She can make chicken and dumplings better than anybody with an orange jumpsuit on 
at Rikers. I mean, she's out of prison now. I, you know, my pledge brother put her away in prison, Michael Schachter. No kidding. He was working for the Southern District of New York, and he was the lead prosecutor. Wow, how about that? That's a great name drop, isn't that? I'm surprised you didn't play the drop. Oh, you're such a big deal. I didn't know who the guy was, so Jack? I didn't think it was that big of a name drop. She's best friends with Snoop Dogg now, so that's pretty cool. That's a fun relationship. Yeah, they, they think, Just, well, well, he smokes pot, and she cooks, and he eats all of it. Perfect match. Yeah. Coming up on Just In Case You Missed It, the Colorado Avalanche. A busy couple of days. They made a trade yesterday. They made another trade today, and they've got a game tonight. So they are just moving and moving and moving. Busy week for the Avs. We'll talk about it next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche traded Tyson Jost to Minnesota for Nico Sturm, the 26-year-old forward, has had nine goals and eight assists for the Wild this season, his fourth year in the NHL. Jost, on the other hand, 24 years old, six goals and eight assists this year, and it is his sixth year in the NHL, so younger but more time in the league. The deal clears up $1.275 million in cap space for the Avalanche as Monday's trade deadline approaches. Your thoughts on Jost and Sturm switching teams between division rivals? Well, I'll start it off at Sturm. One, he's in the final year of his contract, so it's going to free up cap space. That's number one. Number two, he's excellent at winning faceoffs, something that the Avalanche are severely lacking in. Terrific faceoff guys. Jost is a really nice young talent, great locker room guy, really, really well liked. It would not surprise me at all if Sturm is actually moved in a potential deal moving forward. Losing Jost, it's a, I wouldn't call it a big deal. I wouldn't call it a huge loss, but picking up Sturm, who's a little bit bigger, uh, he's, he's taller, weighs more, he's not crazy physical, but I think they're getting a good faceoff guy. 
on a salary that is going to be over at the end of the year. And I think that probably plays a role in Joe Sackick's mind. Yeah, I mean, you surprised it would be a deal uh, within, the, within the division like that? No, not not if it's going to help. Listen, Minnesota's not. Minnesota's probably not going to win the Cup. Yeah. Jost is not putting them over the top. Right. So it doesn't matter to me. If you feel you got the better better end of the deal, why wouldn't you deal within division? I mean, logically, yeah, because we talked about that even with uh, with Trevor Story with the Rockies. If you get the best deal from them, you go ahead and do it. It's yeah. just that you have that sort of thinking that often pervades these kind of deals that you don't want. You don't want the potential of some guy coming back to kick you kick you in the tail. There's a, there's that there's that fear of getting the comeuppance, right? Yeah. That's why you don't you don't always you don't you don't always see deals deals like this. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, the Avalanche uh, made another trade yesterday. Josh Manson expected to make his debut for the Avalanche tonight after coming over from the Anaheim Ducks. The Avalanche are playing at the LA Kings at Crypto.com Arena, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Each team coming off a good win. The Avs versus Calgary, the Kings versus the Panthers. Which one of those wins the better of the two? Go ahead. I mean... Ah, just given given what the that you know, given the Kings have been okay, not great, but uh, that the Panthers have been sitting there atop of atop of the East most of the year. I'd have to say the Kings win was probably the more impressive of the two. And I believe uh, Darcy Kemper moved up on the uh, Avalanche's franchise shutout list with that shutout against Calgary. By the way, let me ask you: Everyone was panicking about Darcy Kemper a week ago. Because that's what we do. We love to panic after one game. Are we still panicked now? I mean, it's just, just one game. It's all there about, you go. It's all about the playoffs. One game. one game. It's all about the playoffs. Listen, I'm not suggesting that Kemper is the answer. Trade deadline's coming up. It's what Joe Sackick thinks. I got to tell you, I think the city of Denver is in very good hands with GMs like Sackick, Conley, who is the president, I get it, and George Payton. As for Bill Schmidt, Danny, what do you have next? Just in case you missed it, Carl Anthony Towns didn't want to be left out of the spotlight on the NBA centers as Embiid and Jokic battled in Philly. You guys are going to talk about that one a little bit in this next hour. But looking at Cat's game, he dropped a Minnesota record 60 points, the most in the NBA this season, with 17 rebounds, and he shot 7 of 11 on three-point field goals. Where do you put Carl Anthony Towns among the top centers in the NBA right now? He's a distant third at best. Third? I would. I don't know if he would be in the top five for me. I said distant third at best. Okay. Listen, at the end of the day, guys who are really great scorers can score 50 pretty much any night they want to. If they don't want to pass and if they don't want to rebound. Guys can pass. Mm-hmm. Guys can score. Michael Jordan could have averaged 50 points a night if he wanted to, if he didn't want to be a team player. But yeah. it's a team game. So 60 points doesn't impress me. 60 points doesn't impress me being being in the top 10 in PER over the course of the year does. Okay. And league-wide, that's where he, right now he's ninth in PER, behind Jokic, behind Giannis, um, behind Embiid, also behind Gobert as well. I mean, this kind of tells you about the value of centers at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, th- there was a time when it was a guard-driven league. It's a, it's 
it's it's centers who can do an awful lot more than centers of past generations. But I mean that it's it's very telling that you can say that he he might not he might only be fifth best among the centers, but he could but you can argue he's a top ten player in the NBA right now. Yeah. I think that's I think that's fair analysis. He's he's yeah. a he's a double double guy is what he yeah. is. He's a double double guy. I'm looking forward to our conversation about last night's game, by the way. You are? Why? I just because you said something mm-hmm. projecting what happened last night that yep. was nearly right on the button. Well, thank and you. I want to give you credit for that. And so t- now you're going to give me credit twice. You're giving me credit now. This is ju- and then I get credit later. Uh, just, just this get, is a big day. Just getting it all in. This is a major day on this show. We have broken new ground. That was a Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Mandy got a stackable washer and dryer from there, and the service was fantastic. She got the right price. I saw this thing. It is absolutely great looking, and it works so well. Uh, it, I mean, it's just a great piece of machinery that she got. And she got it from Mountain High Appliance because their sales staff was so good at asking her all the right questions, and she got what she wanted. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, major free agent news coming out of Dove Valley today as the Broncos have signed two new guys and have brought back another guy. Their offense seems to be in theory set with Russell Wilson. They were only missing a quarterback, right? They really needed to beef up the defense. They did big time today. We'll talk about it next.